This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. There's no exact brand new Marlo, but people already know who you are, child. Your doormat should have been larger. You're so miserable. Them earrings are disaster. You wear Target, sweetheart. I wear designer every day. My toothbrush is designer. Get out your feelings and get into your bag, Candy. Are you a lesbian? I'm a legend. <laughs> Marlo Hampton finally got her peach. But now I got the peach. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today's show is going to all be about the Real Houses of Atlanta premiere, that tagline of Marla when she says that, when she got her beach. There's something so satisfying about that. The way she says it, she's really, I mean, just listen to that again. Just listen. But now I got the peach. Got the peach. Ah, oh, it feels so good to hear her say that. It's been years that she's been a friend of. And I didn't actually think that she would ever get the peach. Although I was kind of on the fence about whether or not because she only because she was such a good friend of the show, you know, as not a main cast member. She always was so good at popping in and popping out that I was like, I don't know if we should mess with a bad thing, but I'm very excited now that she got her peach. And I feel good. I've been watching her on interviews and she seems so excited about it, and so I'm just happy for our dear Marlo Hampton that she got the peach, and I'm excited to see what she's bringing, and she got the opening party, which is a big deal in the Housewives universe when you get the opening or the finale party. Like, if it gets to be one of your business events for that first episode or the last episode, it's a big deal, and... And I feel like we're forgetting that she's also uh, center peach when the, uh, the opening credits, when they're all doing their taglines, which we're going to talk about in a second. I mean, I got to talk about those taglines. Uh, but when they're doing that, Marlo at the end, when we see the full cast photo, Marlo's in the center. Which, by the way, did you hear the Ross of Atlanta women also, uh, they had to shoot their own cast photo because they did a shoot through Bravo for the promotional purposes, not for the opening credits, but for promotional purposes. They did this photo that turned out bad. And so the Real House of Atlanta women took it upon themselves to hire a new photographer to take uh, good photos of them. And they paid for it and all. And it's a great photo of the cast. But it's cracking me up that they had to pay. (laughs) Bravo couldn't loosen the purse strings for those women to take a good cast photo. So the women had to take it upon themselves. And I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they did. Now, those taglines, the thing that I want to say about them is that we're truly in a new era. 
Now, we've often had these kind of kitschy taglines. I think the first ones that I felt really leaned into the humor were those ones in New York, I think it was around season five, six, when it was like Carol saying, uh, if you want to talk about me behind my back, at least check out my great ass. And then Kristen Takeman was like, I'm I'm dumb, but I'm pretty or something like that. Uh, and I felt like those were the first ones that were really trying to be humorous because before then... Obviously, taglines started back in the day of Vicki Gunvalson saying, I don't want to get old. And it wasn't even uh, something that she recorded. It was something that happened in a scene that they used as a tagline. Lori Peterson, are the police involved? And then they eventually started writing taglines. But when they were writing taglines and having the women record them for those openings, at first, they weren't exactly tongue-in-cheek, right? They were just kind of, uh, they weren't trying to be funny. They were funny, but they weren't trying to be funny. Then that New York season came, and then we started leaning into the humor. And so now we're getting these these taglines that are fully humorous, and I'm obsessed with the Atlanta Housewives. I think they're all fantastic taglines. My favorite, I think, is sure. I mean, I love the way Marlo's delivery is with that peach. But now I've got the peach. But I also am obsessed with Sheree's. She's my favorite one because I'm so happy she buys Sheree's back. She's the first housewife to return twice to a program as a main cast member. She left twice and now she's back. And Sheree's tagline, you guys. Shall we listen? Let's listen. Spring, summer, or September, I'm the one you always remember. (laughs) So she's flat out referencing the fact that the jogger line never came out. I mean, that was the last we saw of Sheree. They were asking her at a reunion, when's the She by Sheree jogger line coming? And she said, September, spring, summer. You know, she was tripping on her words. And everyone laughed at that. And now she's back and she's doing her tagline, referencing her last moments on screen at the reunion when she didn't know when the jogger line was coming. And now I don't even know if the jogger line's here, if it's coming, if we're going to see the jogger line. Who knows? But I love that she's fully just leaning in and referencing it. And in this new era of Housewives, I really love that Bravo is not even trying to get new viewers at this point. Like, because, you know, if you think back early, early Atlanta, season four, season five, when you would tune into the premiere, I don't think there was as many in jokes, right? Like, I don't think there was as many, uh, they weren't talking about something that happened in season one and not explaining it. Do you get what I mean? So back in season four, season five, if they would reference something like Sheree not putting Nini on the list of a party, they would reference it and they would do a flashback that explained everything in detail. And the reason they would do that was because if new viewers came in, maybe they didn't watch seasons one through four. And if a new viewer came in on season five, they wanted it to make sense to them. Do you get what I mean? Now Bravo fully doesn't do that. Now they just assume that no new viewers are coming on board and they're just pleasing us, pleasing the people, pleasing the fans, which is great in one way, but it also sucks because if you were to show someone this, like if I were to try to get somebody on board, right? Like let's say I meet someone on the street and I'm like, you got to watch The Real Houses of Atlanta. There's a new season premiere. Then that person from the street, they go and sit down on their couch that Sunday evening and they flip on Bravo. They remembered me saying, I got to watch the show. And then they go to tune in the show. They're like, what the fuck is going on? None of it it makes a lick of sense, right? Like from the opening taglines on, none of it makes sense. Because it's like, what does September, spring, summer mean to a new person watching the show? It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's literally ghibli glock or something. Like it's gibberish. You might as well have opened a Furby in 1998 and let listen to it talk. Remember, it just that Furby had its own language, and it was like didn't make any fucking sense. 
And that's how I feel like it would be watching this for the first time. If you weren't familiar with the Housewives franchise, or maybe you knew the Housewives, but you didn't know specifically that you never watched Atlanta Housewives, you'd be like, why is this woman saying September, spring, summer? And then, and then when they introduced Marlo, who obviously we're all excited that she got her peach, but they do that montage. And it was, it wasn't the kind of montage I was just referring to where they like explain all these moments. Instead, it was a montage of Furbish where it was like, again, her fighting with Sheree where there's like, doesn't make any fucking sense to new uh, the naked eye if you don't know these people and then she's talking about doormats and it's like okay like i it's just they're just not even trying anymore and i on one hand love that but also i know then i'm starting to realize like oh i can't tell people to watch this show if they've never watched it before because oftentimes i when i do interviews or if i talk to other people and they ask what i do i'm like well i got this podcast i talk real housewives they're like oh i never watched before when should i start or what should i do it's like well you can't get on board anymore you're done <laughs> we're past that point there's no no jumping in at this point you either start from the beginning or you don't do it. Watch something else. Watch the Bachelor franchise. Put on the Netflix reality shows. Find something else because it ain't for you if you don't watch it, if you don't understand. Because otherwise you turn it in and you're just seeing a woman named Marlo Hampton go, oh, 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 in a flashback. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, what, what does any of this fucking mean? <laughs> I need, I need them to flash back to that Kim moment. I'm sorry. I put that back on the soundboard for that Atlanta season. Kim Zolciak singing, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I need them to flash back with that. I also saw this interview with Sheree was on Carlos King's podcast and apparently said that Kim Zolciak was invited to a party of hers and didn't show up. And I'm kind of upset by that. I'm kind of upset. I would have liked to see Wig pop in there and just, I don't know, hear the singing. pop in for a performance. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, so uh, Atlanta Housewives, we're in the new era. We have Beverly Hills starting soon, May 11th. I cannot wait. I actually saw the premiere. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I did see the premiere, and it's so good, you guys. It's so good. I thought these were both great premieres. And obviously, we're just getting out of flop season with The Real House of Orange County, but now I feel like we're in this new, exciting era. Atlanta's premiere, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was so... Fun, light, refreshing, but it also had some good stuff. Like, I'm super excited about the Drew-Ralph dynamic. I mean, those two. They were giving me sort of Dorit PK vibes. Like, there's a few things that are so... Like, the diet thing where they show the before and after picture where it looked like the same photo, you know? It was like, they're bamboozling people. And then even Ralph said at some point... I'm I'm not even getting into, like, the assistant who wanted to massage him, which, like, what the fuck was that about? Like... What do you mean the assistant is like texting about massaging? There's no world in which that is like a normal thing. And like, I know we were trying to explain it like, oh, he was, he wanted to get a massage and she just said, you should, should have gotten one or something. I was like, there's no explaining that. But also he said that he was writing a book for stepfathers. And I know enough about the publishing world that I do not believe. I could be wrong, but I do not believe that a publisher offered Ralph a book deal uh, to write about this topic because he's only been on reality TV for one season and he's not even, he's the husband of, I mean, it's hard to get a book deal. You guys, it's not like they're just giving calling up Ralph from the one season of Atlanta housewives. He appeared as a side character on, I mean, it was just, there's some stuff going on that doesn't add up to me with the drew and the Ralph situation. It seems like it's a house of cards and it's coming down. Even candy 
Candy, our dear Candy, is starting to question all of it. She's questioning everything. Now, don't sleep on Candy because I'm noticing in the confessionals, she's calling out everything. She was asking in the confessional, she said something about how Marlo's getting the money. She said, oh, she didn't date the billionaire until it was a decade ago since she dated the billionaire. So where's all this money coming from? So Candy is really playing the Angela Lansbury role. She's putting on her monocle and she's getting to the bottom of everything. She is getting to the bottom of it all. She's questioning Drew and Rout. And Candy's the type that she's friends with everyone. She's good connective tissue. And I feel like she this season, by the end of this season, I don't think Candy's going to get into a lot of the drama, but I do believe that by the reunion, Candy's going to have some answers for us. She's going to sit down, maybe, maybe not even on the reunion. She's doing her YouTube channel now. And she's exposing everything. And I think by the end, she's going to expose everyone. But right now, she's quietly just observing, taking information. And then she's going to use it later. She's going to weaponize it later. And I cannot wait. Super excited. Now, uh, we open with Kenya. She's doing Dancing with the Stars, which I remember hearing that it might have been a conflict. I remember it was like, was Kenya going to sign the contract? Because I had heard Bravo was pissed that she was doing it. But they're filming her in rehearsal with Brandon Armstrong, her dancing partner, which I was, I was so confused. Like they were, were they flirting? They were flirting, right? But then I don't know. I was, I was like thrown off. I don't know any about anything about these dancers on Dancing with the Stars. So I don't know this man, but I was uh, excited to see Kenya flirting. I like, I love Kenya. I love Kenya. I know sometimes people don't always love Kenya, but I think she's great for TV. And she always brings something interesting. She was great on Ultimate Girls Trip. We got to see a different side of her. And apparently, what I've heard is that this season, she's not so much in the villain role. So I'm excited. But Marlo arrives. She says she's a legend. They show... This was interesting. They show that she did the hair transplant for her edges. And they showed it... And oftentimes I complain about the Bravo leaning into the comedy and leaning into the absurdity too much. What I mean by that is on The Real House of Orange County, when they did that music video at the end of the season, it felt just so overly produced. And I don't like when the people are in on the joke. Do you get what I mean? Like, I Orange County, they were all doing a music video. And so they were, they were essentially acting because it's not something they would naturally do. And then Bravo edited it into a music video, or the production company, I should say, did that. So here on Atlanta, what I like is they did some fancy editing tricks, but they just worked with what they had. So it wasn't like Marlo was straight up acting in the confessional as she was telling the story about the surgery. Do you get what I mean? And so that's where I think we need to draw the line. That's my opinion. Some people might like those overly edited things where they do on Vanderpump Rules where it's like a sitcom opening and it's like that kind of shit. Or uh, the lizard funeral, that is the real low point of Vanderpump Rules for me, the lizard funeral, where it was like Tom Schwartz's lizard died and then they made it into this memorial, but everyone is acting in their confessionals. And I know sometimes they act on these reality shows, but it was like so clear that everyone, like they're just saying, they're giving up and saying, yeah, we're all acting here and we're going to do this bit. And so I don't like when they do the bit. I like when the editors take whatever they have and then make the bit, right? In the edit, make it in the editing bay. That's my opinion. So I think Atlanta does that flawlessly because it's like we got that Marlo moment that was really funny, but then it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't, um, it wasn't too try hard. Now Marlo owns Le Archive. Now they point out that that's not proper French again. What did they say? It's, it shouldn't be, it should just be L Archive instead of Le Archive. 
It reminds me of, um, remember Naomi on Southern Charm? <laughs> when she had that company, I think she still does. It was like, Le Beige. But it's like, no one, I, I mean, it was hard. I guess you have to speak French to be able to really, but every time she would say it or you'd see the logo, it's like, what the fuck is that word? I didn't, under, I mean, at least Marlo, I know it says Le Archive, right? But Naomi on Southern Charm, I'm like, what the fuck is that word? They would show the bag. I'm like, how do you even know? I wouldn't even know how to say to get to that store. Imagine driving around and your friend's like, let's go to LeBeige. And you're like, what the fuck? It's LeBeige. How do you spell it? How do I look it up on my Google Maps? Like, how do we get there? There's too many questions. When you have a business, it has to at least be. And again, Marlo, this is fantastic. Lay Archive. I think if they were to got uh, gotten rid of the E, I think it would have been harder for people to say or understand what it is. So I think it was, I thought Marlo was spot on. Put the E in there. It might not make proper French sense, but whatever. At least we can say it, Naomi on Southern Charm, Le Beige. I don't know. Maybe I'm just the only one who can't say the Naomi business, but I, every time I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? Okay. So she's planning, Marla's planning this gala that's going to be at the end of the episode. We see her working with Tammy Roman, who, of course, is from the real world Los Angeles. If you haven't watched the real world Homecoming, they did one for Los Angeles. Tammy Roman, she's a star. She's a reality TV star. She's been on other reality shows. Seeing her on Atlanta, I'm like, ah, oh, she's got a connection to Marlo. Like, how do we get her on here? She wasn't even speaking. I think we just saw her sort of getting costume fitted by Marlo. And I'm like, we need Tammy Roman. I don't producers, casting people. Yet Tammy is a reality TV legend star. She's so good at this. She's still, uh, she's fantastic. And so if we can get her on this cast, somehow I need that to happen. Tammy is amazing. I actually met Tammy too. When I was in, I was being, um, I screen tested at E for a bunch of stuff. This was years ago, but I, they kept bringing me in for the screen testing for a show that I don't believe even exists, or I don't know if it turned into something else or what it was, but I met a bunch of, that's where I met Jackie Schimmel. And, uh, there was like a ton of us that they brought in and they would bring us in by threes and we had to talk about different pop culture topics. So we would sit in front of the camera on this, on a set and they'd throw out something like they'd say, like, uh, Kim Kardashian gets divorced, or I don't know, whatever it was at the time. This was uh, a few years ago. And then the three people would have to talk, and they'd do us in different pairs. So they did, Stasi was there, I met her there that day, and it was like, uh, Tammy Roman was there. And So there's some sliding doors universe, is what I'm trying to say, where Tammy Roman and I have a talk show. And she probably doesn't even remember. I mean, she, I'm sure she does all sorts of on-camera stuff. But there is a sliding doors universe where her and I are sitting on E talking about the Kardashians. And I, for one, think it was a mistake that it never happened. But this was, this was early in the podcast era, early podcast era. Uh, okay. So then Marlo says with the archive, she wants to costume movies. She, this is where Candy questions, where's the money coming from? And then we see, uh, cause Candy's there. It's Candy, Marlo and Kenya. Then Sheree arrives. And Sheree hears them talking about money and all that stuff. And Sheree says, this is my kind of conversation. They're talking about sex and money. And I love when Sheree's walking up. They do an audio montage for Sheree. So we hear her saying like, hell to the na, to the na, na. I don't know why I'm, I can't sing. I don't know why I keep trying to sing. Anyway, 
Uh, I just dropped my phone. Sorry for that noise in the background. Uh, I, yeah, so Sheree arrives. We get the audio montage. I'm loving this group. They're not exactly OGs. Candy joined in season two. Sheree was around from the beginning, but of course she left. Kenya feels to me like an OG because when Kenya and Portia arrived, they really changed the dynamic of this whole show. Do you guys miss Portia? I actually, when I, I, I'm literally just when I'm saying that now, that's when I'm realized like this is the first season without Portia. Wow. 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 Wow, Danny. Wow. I can't believe I'm literally, this is the first time I even took all these notes and I didn't, I didn't mention her once and I didn't, I guess there was so much happening and we so many other people to catch up with, but this is our first season without Portia with Portia really was the star of this show the past couple of seasons, and now she's just gone. And they didn't mention anything about, did they? Did I miss a Portia mention? I wonder if she'll return. I think she will. I sort of thought that the spinoff was going because it got really good ratings, the spinoff that she did. But then, I don't is it done? The thing with the spinoff that Portia did, though, I felt like everyone who's fans of Portia, by the end of the spinoff, didn't like her because she, it didn't paint her in a good light. And I was thinking, like, was, did she not get an EP credit on that? Because if she was executive producing it, I would imagine she wouldn't want to come across the way she came across. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. But I wonder if she'll... She might come back. Who knows? We'll see. I know she's getting married. And she, that really rich man, too. She don't even have to come back because she, she's got enough money. She don't got to do nothing. She could just have fun and live her life with that rich man. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, well. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry to keep singing like him. Now that you guys know, I've said this before, when that little clip gets in my head, it's in my head for weeks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you know, I get obsessed with things. I am obsessed with that clip in the moment. Okay. So, uh, this group, I'm loving this group again, not OGs, but it feels like home. And speaking of home, Tyrone, Sheree's man is back. He was in jail. Sheree waited for him. We got to know him a little bit. Remember, she used to call him before she left the show, but now he's going to be, he's home. He was, he's in Philly now, and she said they had sex really quickly, but now she's practicing abstinence. I didn't understand. I, I wasn't sure if I missed something. Like, I was like, why are we practicing abstinence? I didn't understand that. I didn't. And this man, he just got, uh, he was away for a while. And now, when it, you, you would think the sex would be fast and furious, like Vin Diesel. I mean, it was like where, well, you would think they'd be doing it all the time, like rabbits or something. Not doing it once and then absent, or maybe I heard it wrong or something, but I thought she said it was really quick once. And then now she said she's practiced. That's what I thought I heard, but maybe it was wrong. But I was like, what the fuck? And even the other women are like, what the fuck? But no one, I feel like no one really questioned it. It was just like, okay, well, that's what Sheree's up to. <laughs> and sometimes on these shows, the women, they're so sort of self-involved and narcissistic that they don't ask other questions. I often say on Roni, when they got rid of Carol, it was like she was the only one that asked other women questions. So then we just had a bunch of narcissists and not not interested in asking each other anything. So then scenes would just sort of stop because no one was there to ask anyone anything. And so I felt like that's what happened here a little bit. The Atlanta women just didn't say nothing. They were just not interested. Uh, you guys, we should take a quick break here. We haven't even gotten into the new cast members. We got to talk about the Drew and Ralph of it all. I mean, so much, so much. So let's take a break. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic, and we'll be right back. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. And we're back. Well, Candy, won't you check around Puerto Rico and see if there's a studio we can go drop some beats? <laughs> <laughs> I do, sir. I miss Nini. I miss Nini. And now I'm worried because there's this other, this lawsuit happening, which I haven't really gotten into the details about it all. But I do worry that we're never going to get Nini back in Atlanta. And I always was sort of holding out hope that she would come back in some capacity. And now I'm just, I'm just worried. I, you know, some of these things often do keep me up at night. I lay in bed and I just think like, that's the things that I worry about. You know, often I, I think some of you out there are parents, many moms listen to this podcast. You probably go to bed, you rest your head on the pillow and you worry about your kids. You worry about raising children in this uh, chaotic world. And I rest my head in my pillow and I worry about Nini not coming back to the Real Houses of Atlanta ever. Like that's what I worry about. That's what I'm up late thinking about. Or I will just have, again, just a random quote. Like I'll just have this in my head. That's like when my, that's what happens in my head when I have a cold brew. It's just all, the only thing playing on loop in my head is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just a cold brew. <laughs> Can't have a cold brew because that's all that happens. Uh, anyway, you guys, we, we didn't even talk about uh, Kenya. She's not fully divorced yet. She went on a family vacation in June, but now the ex won't sign the papers. I'm tired of this ex. He was such an asshole to her. I want every, I want good things for Kenya going forward. I want her to meet a good hot man. I don't know if it's this Dancing with the Stars partner, Brandon, or if it's someone else, but I need her to have a good man. <sighs> then we got to Marlo at her house, which really took my eyes by surprise because we've are so used to Marlo just popping into group scenes and now seeing her at home with her ne- ne- nephews, Michael and William. It was so nice and it was just so, it was weird, but exciting. I felt like, I don't know. I felt so excited seeing her at home. It was, she seemed like such a good, a good aunt to these, uh, these kids. I was just so happy. It's just a nice, it's refreshing to see this side of Marlo too, because we always got the more antagonistic side of Marlo because she was always coming in to spice things up, start fights with other people or, or, or stir the pot with other people. And now we get to see her. Uh, parenting, and it's just exciting. Seeing her at home, I want to see the whole house too. I wanted a house tour. The way when we were on Orange County, we did a full hour house tour of Heather DeBrose's house, and I know her house was this ginormous thing, but I wanted a full house tour of Marlo's place. I'm like, where can we at least get some cameras around? Show me like a crib style. I would do like an architectural digest tour. It doesn't have to be super long, a couple minutes. 
Marlo shown us around the house because I felt like I never saw the house. Then we cut to Drew and Ralph. Drew and her husband, Ralph. You guys, lots of stuff going on. So they're working out. We get to meet Sonia, who's uh, the new cast member. She seems fantastic. She was stirring the pot later on at the gala, which I liked. But uh, Drew, I'm glad she got a second season because there's a lot that we, uh, a lot happening. Ralph was lying about playing football on camera. There's this whole thread. I think there's this through line about Drew and Ralph being bamboozlers, like lying to us. It happens in the confession when they talk about Drew playing football because Drew said he played college football or something, but then he didn't really or something. It was confusing, but they, they caught her in a lie about football. Caught her in a lie about football. Then they caught her in the lie. Then they caught Ralph in the lie about the, the assistant who was messaging about massage. And then we also see Drew. She's doing a program called Drop It With Drew, a workout program that feels, I'm like, this, it all felt very low budget to me. I'm sorry to say the whole workout program. I'm sure it might help people, but I also feel like it's irresponsible to bamboozle people. I mean, this makes Teddy Mellencamp's all in program look like, I don't know, uh, uh, the, I don't know what, a, what's the word of the Atkins diet or something. It makes it look like a legitimate program. Because drop it with Drew, she showed the side by side, you guys, where it was like she lost this weight, and then, but the side by side looked exactly the same, and then they caught her in the lie saying she lost I don't know twenty pounds, but then Candy was like, no, it was like three pounds. It was something like that. I, I'm, I we'll get to it, I'm sure. But there's lots of lies, lots of lies, and the drop it with Drew program, uh, we're going to need a Hulu special on it. You know how Hulu was doing those specials about Bamboozle Jane and Jen Shaw? I'm going to need the next one to be called Hulu Presents Drop It With Drew because there's some something happening over there. I'm not sure we need the tax returns or what we need to get into over there. And I'm sorry, Drew, we love you. We love you as a cast member, and I'm excited to see. It just feels to me, and maybe I'm completely off base. What do I know? What the fuck do I know about that? I'm just saying there's something... I'm, I'm getting my spidey uh, senses are tingling about something with the Drop It With Drew program. Something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sonia, though, has four gold medals, one bronze. And uh, I like her. I like her. She says, though, she said something shady about Drew. She said, how are we supposed to drop it with Drew when Drew can't drop a squat, you guys? She said that because Drew was working out and she wasn't doing a proper squat. Now, a proper squat, I do know how to do a proper squat. And I've been doing Barry's boot camp. I mentioned this on the podcast before. So I can squat. I can squat my legs. I did the squat I leg day the other day. And it was like my legs. It looks like I just got fucked by a massive uh, penis because it's like I'm walking around. I'm sorry to get vulgar with all of you, but it's like, it's hard doing squats when you do a proper squat because you're supposed to go to the knee or below the knee. And I was watching Drop It with Drew's squats and they weren't proper squat. They weren't a problem. The Barry's boot camp instructors would have said, hell no. Hell to the no, 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 no. They would have said, you need to drop it lower. And we know that Drew knows how to drop it because she was in the Step Up films. She was in the first Step Up movie, uh, a classic film starring Channing Tatum. You know, you know, I love that man. I love him. What are we talking about? Whenever I think of Channing Tatum, all of a sudden his ass gets in my head. It's like a picture of a, the vision of Channing Tatum's bare ass comes in my head. And then I just get... Anyway, I'm sweating. Matt, turn on the fan! Anyway, um, uh, okay, so Ralph is writing a book for stepfathers. He says he hired a woman assistant, and then this is who offered him the massage. Drew packed for Chicago. They can't keep doing this. This is not a good relationship where they're just going to different states when willy-nilly, where he's going off to Florida. Remember he went to Tampa and then didn't explain why he went to Tampa? I mean, there's just crazy stuff happening here. 
Kenya, as we see her with Brooklyn. Brooklyn's adorable. I need more Brooklyn. Brooklyn is the cutest little baby. Uh, Marlo then sends everyone a video invite, and Kenya says it missed the mark. I, I miss, like, the Atlanta women truly are really funny. Like, there are, they all have a great sense of humor. They're just naturally funny women. And so, even a bad season, which I don't think this season is going to be bad with Atlanta. But even a bad season, you're st- we're still getting great laughs because they're just so good. They're just they're good at their jobs. They really are good at their jobs. And when you compare it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to keep throwing Orange County under the bus, but when you care- compare the work ethic of the Atlanta women and the kind of uh, sound bites they give us in confessionals and in scenes, and then you compare it to Orange County, which I can't think of one fucking memorable... I think there was one memeable moment in last season of Orange County. There may, a couple of them. I think Noella screaming at the lake. I feel like that's a meme moment that we'll use for years to come. Maybe also that moment when Heather sat down with Shannon Bedore and was like, if you ever go after my husband, I feel like that's something we will use in the future. But by and large, Emily and Gina haven't provided one memeable moment in a hundred fucking years. They've been on that show for four, five, six seasons. In terms of internet culture, there's not one thing that they've given us. Is there one meme of Gina, Hip or Casita that they've given us? Hip and Casita haven't gotten us anything. And here in Atlanta, these women give us meme after meme. They're uh, giving flawless confessional work. They're giving great scene work. Even when there's not big drama, they're giving us stuff. And so I'm just going to need everyone else to watch this and step it up. Watch it and step it up. Uh, okay, what else is We see Sonia's house. She was there a year. The mom and the dad live with them. A lot of Nike promos. She must have a deal with Nike. Obviously, she's Olympic athlete. She must have some deal with Nike because I don't think I normally see Nike on Housewives. And so I feel like they weren't previously able to show the brand because sometimes with brands they have to blur it out or so they for costuming they don't want logos. But she must have gotten Nike cleared because I saw a lot of Nike. Although I got a, I got the, the press screener. So maybe actually, did they blur it out when they aired it? I don't, I saw a lot of Nike. Um, then we cut to Drew. She's launching the meal prep plan. So she invites Candy, Candy and Sonia over. Uh, you guys, I have in my notes Sonia and she's new. So I feel like every time I say it though, I want to say Sonia Rita because we're <laughs> on it in New York. Luann always calls Sonia Sonia Rita. And so every time I'm looking at Sonia, I'm thinking of Sonia Rita. Um, so we'll get there. I mean, this is the first episode we're meeting her and I'm still getting, we're getting our bearings with Sonia because I like her, but she seemed like she was stirring the pot and right away, which I enjoyed, but I'm curious to see by the end of the season, how we feel right now. I'm, I'm rating her debut like a B plus a B plus a minus. Actually, I think she's great. Uh, but Candy and her used to share a stylist. There's also this whole thing about an assistant. Apparently it's coming. We, this man who was at, Drew's house apparently is also Sheree's assistant, and it seems like it's going to be a sticking point between Sheree and Drew, which is going to be interesting. Now, Drew says, this is another shady thing. Drew says she had, not this part, Drew said she had a hysterectomy. And she said when she did surgery, she did a mommy makeover. Now, she says she lost 25 pounds in three weeks, but production this wasn't even anyone else. Production said it was just 10. That's when they showed the before and after. So she, production is pointing out that she's lying. But also, it seems disingenuous to me. And I, I maybe there's more tooth that we're, this is only half the story. But it seems disingenuous if you are admitting that you had the mommy makeover to launch a diet workout program, drop it with Drew, because you, 
you're, you're saying you did the mommy makeover. So that's going to be largely what has changed or transformed your body. Am I wrong? And it's not like this mommy makeover happened a hundred years ago. It seems like it just happened maybe either in the off season or maybe I misheard it. Maybe she did it uh, a couple of years ago or something, but it still was recent ish. So it seems so disingenuous then, and then have these pictures where you're saying you lost 25 pounds in three weeks, but it was really 10. Ah, oh, you guys, who's lying? Somebody's lying here. Somebody is lying. And we got to get to the bottom of this. Ralph says he ordered a massage therapist because of his bad back. But then that's when he said, the assistant replied, oh, I'll come give you a massage. It's so fucking sketchy. And Ralph's response was just like, I'm a guy. I mean, I was like, Ralph, you need to cool it. Ralph needs to cool it. Saying, I'm a guy. That's no excuse. You do not text. It's so sketchy that you're texting with the, the, uh, you guys, it was all so much. And it seems like we're just getting to the beginning of that story. There's so much more to it. Then we cut to Marlo's event, the gala. Now, there's lots of dresses there. It looks fantastic. Random dresses on mannequins. J-Lo's dress was there, which I, I'd i be fine if I never see that Versace dress ever again. Now, it's a gorgeous dress setting. If I look like J-Lo in that dress, I'd probably wear it everywhere I could. I'd be going to yard sales in that fucking Versace green gown. But at a certain point as a viewer, as a viewer of pop culture, I've seen it enough. I've seen it enough. We've seen it enough. So it's just, I believe, time to retire that Versace. I know J-Lo wasn't in this episode, okay? And God bless J-Lo. I mean, Marry Me was a fantastically terrible and wonderful film at the same time. It was five stars and yet also just one star. Uh, so we do love J-Lo around here. Although I do, I am a Mariah Lamely. I just have to point that out. Uh, but I'm glad we didn't see J-Lo in the dress. It just feels like we're seeing that Versace dress over and over and over and over again. I've seen that more than anything. Do you ever see that play by Nora Ephron, Delia Ephron, um, what is it, Love, Loss, and What I Wore, where it's like, it's sort of like the vagina monologues, but it's just women talking about one specific piece of clothing they have. I feel like they need to get J-Lo to reboot that, and it's just like a whole stage play of her talking about that Versace dress, because we see it all the time. <laughs> like Just wearing it every fucking second. I mean, that would be a good play. I mean, could you imagine just J-Lo on stage with a microphone, like real, stripped down, if J-Lo wants a Tony, actually, I don't know. Who do we got to call? If J-Lo wants a Tony, which who doesn't want a Tony? Ladies, am I right? Uh, but I'm talking about the Tony Award and a man named Tony. I mean, I like an Italian man, but that's neither here nor there. But J-Lo on stage in a revival of Love, Loss, and What I Wore or some sort of offshoot of it where it's just a full stage, one-woman show of J-Lo talking about that verse of Love, Loss, and What She Wore. So it's, it would literally be her talking about her relationships through the ages. The Benefer era initially, and then coming back to Ben in the end. I mean, this would be a gorgeous one woman show that was, it was somehow revolves around the green Versace dress, you know, where it's like each era she put on that dress and then it transformed her life or something like that. I'm not sure. I, I can't think of it all. I'm just saying if JLo wants that Tony, she needs, to, I mean, she could EGOT with that. Does she have an Oscar or a Grammy? I think she's got Grammys. Does she, she doesn't have an Oscar. I mean, she should have an Oscar for Selena, if we're being honest, but that's not the point. The point is, Marlo's event. Uh, how did we get here? Marlo's event. Kenya was thrown some shade. She said he rented a ballroom with no ball. She was just cut from Dancing with the Stars, so she was in a bad mood. We see Sheree and Drew meeting. Sheree sort of shades Drew immediately. Marlo spent $40,000 on this event. 40 k of seemingly her own money. I don't think there's no way that production chipped in to the 40k. 
There's no way. They made those gals uh, do their own promotional shots. There's no way they spent 40k on a I mean, a photographer can cost a few grand. There's no way they're paying 40 grand for Marlo's event if they can't even pay for the photographer to come and take a decent promotional photos. <laughs> I'm being shady to Bravo, but like, what the fuck was that? I mean, come on. Why did they have to hire their own photographer? It's, it's weird. It's weird. And like that other photo that was like the official one from Bravo was so shitty. And it's like, what they, I don't understand. Couldn't they have hired like a better photographer? Who was the photographer that took that initial one that was so bad? I mean, it was like, what are we doing here? They shouldn't have to hire their own people. So anyway, there's no way that Marlo didn't uh, got any money for this 40000 event. But she says she'll make 120 k on the event. I'm not sure if that's true. But she shows up in this outfit. And it was so funny. Sheree said it looked like that strawberry candy that your grandma gives you in church. And I love those strawberry candies. My grandma used to always have those too. It's a very grandma candy. It's like a Werther's original where it's like you go to grandma's house, you're getting a Werther's, and you're getting the strawberry-wrapped candy. But I always have those because Matt, my boyfriend, for Christmas, one of the gifts that I get him every year is the Hickory Farms because he likes those. You know, at Target, they have those Hickory Farm boxes of the cheese and the crackers and the mustard. He, it's like his Chris, it's like his uh, tradition now. It's, I think he like has always loved it. And those come with two of the strawberry candies. And he's not a sweet, he doesn't have a sweet tooth. So he gives me the strawberry candies and I, I'm obsessed with them. Can you buy them separately? I don't Where do you even buy those? I feel like grandmas just get them. Like you hit a certain age, you hit retirement age, and they just send you a box of those strawberries candies. It's like you hit, <laughs> you hit 65 and they're like, here's a box of the strawberry candies to give the grandkids. And uh, God bless. That's the only uh, the 401k. That's like all we're getting. I mean, we're not going to get a retirement fund. My generation, we're just going to get those candies. Send us a box. Fine by me. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Uh, okay, so then they have lobster hors d'oeuvres, dresses. Uh, they're all kind of throwing shade at Marlo, but it was, I thought it was a really nice event, and it was a really expensive place. Marlo says it's like Paris or a museum. You're just supposed to look at these things. And Marlo, uh, Kenya's throwing shade, and Marlo says to Kenya, you were in a hotel with a white refrigerator living, and you're riding someone else's Range Rover, or you're riding someone's Range Rover. So Marlo was not happy because Kenya was throwing the shade on the... Uh, on this event, and Marlo says Kenya has uh, new money. There's some good stuff between Marlo and Kenya. I'm excited. I'm a little worried about this friendship breaking up because I actually think Marlo and Kenya are a good duo, but it seems like they're not going to be getting along this season. I don't know. Candy uh, found pick. Look at Candy, Detective Candy. We're going to start calling her Detective Candy because Detective Candy, she found pics of Ralph's assistant, and... She, she, the assistant said, if I want to steal your man, I will, or something like that, because Candy was on the case. Detective Candy was on the case, uh, which, you know, by the end of the season, she's going to know everything about the assistant. She's going to find out. She's going to mention it all. Uh, then uh, we see Marlo coming for Kenya, Drew. Uh, Marlo comes for Drew a little bit, too. She says, Drew, I wouldn't expect you to understand this event. <laughs> That was good. Marla was really mad at Kenya, but it was just so funny. She just sort of threw that out loosely at Drew. She's like, I wouldn't even expect you to understand this event. It was like flawless, flawless. And then Candy's mad because Marla sort of grouped them all together. And Candy's like, I am rich. And Candy's always got to remind these women. I feel like she's always got to remind them, like, I'm very rich. She, like, just need, And she does it calmly, coolly, and collectively. But she just has to let them know sometimes, like, I'm rich. And I love that about Candy. When she just throws it out, like, I could... Remember that one time she got mad? She was like, I could buy all of you. What did she say? It was like a reunion moment or something. They were questioning her about Mama Joyce. She's like, if I want to buy all of you, I can't. Or if I want to buy Mama Joyce the world, I'll do it because I can. And I appreciate that about Candy. She could buy the world. She could buy the world. She's rich. She wrote no scrubs. I once read this article where it's like, if you write... Uh, one number one hit. It can you can literally survive off of it. Royalties. This was back in the day. I don't know if it still works that way now because, of course, with streaming, it's different. But I remember back in the day reading like if you wrote, you, you could be a one hit wonder and live off of it. And Candy wrote many songs, many a songs. Not uh, not just No Scrubs, but I feel like she could live off No Scrubs. Plus, she's got a hundred shows on this network. Anyway, Candy, uh, she's like, I just want to remind you, I'm rich. Then. Marlo points out Drew's hair, which was fun. She says it looks like a French roll. And Drew's like, well, you said it was a gala. And um, that made me laugh. Anyway, they're all questioning Marlo's money now because Marlo's got a peach. So now they got a question. Now they're all detectives about Marlo's money. And I'm, we're going to have to see. Stay tuned. Watch what happens live. Go to bravotv.com for more information. Kenya uh, asks if the nephews went to private school. And that pisses off Marlo. That pisses off Marlon. That's how the episode ends. Next time we get to see uh, Sonia and her mom, Todd has a condo in Jersey, which seems like, what? What are we doing here? Sheree and Drew, they have the assistant, and there's something going on. We met him briefly in this episode, and we're going to see more about that. And then we get some Ralph versus Drew, you guys. We're back in business. I'm reinvigorated by our new Housewives era. I just feel good about it. We got Marlo a peach. But now I got the peach. Got the peach. 
Ah, oh, she got the peach. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for us. We're in a, a good place. We're in a good place going forward. I'm not seeing any flops right now on the network. I'm not seeing Atlanta feels like it's going to be a good season. Beverly Hills is going to be a good season. And so I don't see any flops coming. I mean, at least until Orange County starts back up again, we're not going to have any flops or, you know, one of the other shows. Um, but in terms of what we cover here on Everything Iconic, it seems like we're in a good era. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. We will be back, I think, later this week. There's no house. Well, we have reunions. There'll be probably a new episode later this week. Stay tuned. Some good interviews coming up on the show I'm very excited about. Uh, check out some of the interviews I've done recently. Gary Gennetti was on the show last week. He's got a great new book out called Start Without Me. Uh, the Delia Efron interview, again, we mentioned Efron's sisters um, earlier in this episode. So listen to my interview with Delia. It's really uh, fantastic. Some other good people are coming up very soon. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino by my book. I love you all so much for listening. Let's do our little cheesy cool down and relax. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe and sane. (laughs) Bye-bye.